everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ask Jillian. With me, as always, is Lizzie. Hi, everybody. What's up? We have a very special yes. guest today. Her name is Candace Smith. I first saw Candace. I'm just going to back up and give you a proper intro, and then I'm going to tell everybody where I first saw you. Great. And then where I recently saw her. She is an American lawyer, actress, producer. You want to feel... Un- unmotivated, unaccomplished. Yeah. yeah, she's a life coach, an author, and a love expert. And I got a little piece of it when she, I met her recently at a show, and I was like, oh my god, I recognize because she used to work with. Um, anyway, hi, Candace. <laughs> what an intro that was. Yeah, I know you make me blush. You're so amazing. But you, you used to work with Patty Stanger. Yes, on oh. the Millionaire Matchmaker. So they brought Candace in. So she's like, Jillian, you need to shut the fuck up and get some positivity back because this is not the Jillian I remember from Good Day LA. And I'm like, yeah, I've been busted up for a couple of years. And I think you attract what you are. So you attract a lot of people because you've got a great personality. Oh, that's so sweet. But I usually do too. I'm just really I know. off. You know. <laughs> and you know what? Listen, usually I'm amazing. No, you are amazing. And we all go through those periods. Yeah. Trust me, I am not the woman I was a year ago. So not even close, you know? Uh, talk about that because I knew her from that show and then recently I put on, because I love Spade, I put on this movie called um, The Wrong, the wrong, the wrong Missy. Missy. The Wrong Missy. See, I, I have brain fart. Yeah. Like I just go, they zap? Because I told you in the kitchen, oh my God, I saw her. She was so beautiful and funny. Brain zap. Anyway, you're in the very beginning of the movie and David Spade and Lauren Lapkus have this blind date and she's the one at the bar who's like fully pregnant and Lauren Lapkus because in the beginning is playing the joke on him on yeah. Spade mm-hmm. and then she turns around and she's fully pregnant although you wouldn't with be a very hot husband with right? a very hot husband and the two so of them together hot. yes it's the greatest opening scene I was so hooked and I thought why do I know this girl so you know when you're watching something and you stop and then you start to fucking get on the <laughs> internet and then you go down that trove so I started to do that and then a couple weeks ago I was filling in on a show and you were the guest and I was so excited I was so excited. I've been such a fan of yours, like for so long. Oh. I loved watching you on NFL and Good Day LA. Thank you. you always had this great energy, just like a firecracker, you yeah. know. And I can relate. Yes, obviously. And it's really refreshing to be around another woman in the business who is supportive, very much has that kind of energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, c- and can use that energy and invest it in, a, in another woman Absolutely. and cheer them on. Absolutely. It's exciting. And you know, you mentioned when I met you and you kind of where you are right mm-hmm. now. And it's like, all you need is some Stella got her groove back part two <laughs> this type I'm of like, action. I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Like, but- I am here for you, girl. <laughs> I am here for you. We will make it happen. So she is on that show. And I'm like, well, I like, this is why I couldn't make Millionaire Matchmaker. I like them yeah. with no job. Broken busted. <laughs> I like a broken busted. So, uh, well, actually, that's the show I developed. <laughs> I'm perfect Broken for it. busted. Hosted by your favorite love expert, Candace, Candace Smith. I want to know how one woman who looks 15 is a lawyer, a love expert, an author, an actress. What the fuck? Like, seriously, I feel like an underachiever over here. I know, dude. And we should remove author. I'm not published yet. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Cool. I'm going to call no, myself stop. an author too. You know, I just always been an overachiever. It's the way I was raised really? back in Dayton, Ohio. It, coming from the inner city and not having many opportunities back there. Mm-hmm. It was really important to my mother because at a young age, they deemed me gifted. Okay. She's highly intelligent. They wanted me to skip a couple grades. And before my father passed, he was a state representative. He helped 
me out by putting me in a private Catholic school with just like the best education wow. in the country. Like I love my private Catholic schools. I went to shout out Precious Blood Elementary and Chaminade Julianne High School, nice. National <laughs> School of Excellence. And, um, you know, I, they really encouraged me and pushed me and I was driven like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. because I grew up in the hood. So any opportunity I got, you know, it's like I I didn't even know what a soccer ball was in fifth grade. You know, they saw I was fast and they're like, you're going to go play soccer. I'm like, like, What's I, that? I'm like, I don't know how. And they're like, learn. I'm like, okay. By high school, I was captain of the soccer team. Oh, Whoa. yeah, that makes sense. And got a soccer scholarship offer. But you got I, a soccer scholarship? It was division three. That's I took sick. an academic. <laughs> yeah. And I ran in the National Junior Olympics when I was like 12. What? Yeah. Doing what? 100 and 200 meter dash. Wow. Yeah. So well, I, Flojo over here. Yep. I was Doesn't her story a little bit remind the metal. you Lizzie of Lena Waith? I mean, well, her story, because we had her on here a few weeks ago. I'm and such a fan of her. Oh, she's so badass. Fuck. I think it literally is, as you say, Dayton, Ohio, what are your options? Yeah. You have to make the opportunity. Well, inner city happening. And if something's offered to you, you literally ran with it. Oh, you eat it, you gobble it up. Yeah. Like, And I'm still that way. If someone gives me an opportunity, I don't play around with it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what credits I get or what I do like I stay humble and hungry like even you just asking me to come today I'm like I want to get there early I want to do this I yeah. want to do that you know that's, I and mean to me you remind me of myself 20 years 30 years ago because when I came here I was hungry humble I did every show and I remember people saying why the fuck are you on that show it's so cheesy I'm like I don't know. I'm just, I don't say no. You didn't to judge a, it. I, and I didn't judge it. And I didn't say no to a lot of projects. And I remember one of the shows got canceled. It was the X show. But one of the producers, Andy Lassner, who is a producer on Ellen now, he said, I want to take you and we're putting another show in here. And it's called The Test. So they had seen me on that show. And even though the show got canceled, they plucked me from the X show and put me on The Test. So it's opportunity and it's also how you look at things. And if you're a positive person, I think when you get the blows in life, whether whatever they are, right, you can either rise up and then move forward or you can go the other route. And it's easy sometimes to go the other route. So I think your positivity helps you, like you're a very positive person and it pushes you. And I am too. I'm from a totally different country. I was adopted and I just had motivation to go for days and I did. And people were like laughing at me. You're not going to go to Hollywood. I was like, fuck you. We'll see. And I did. Yeah. And I'm from a very small city in you're Canada. A Hustler. Hustler. I'm a hustler. I am. I'm yeah. a hustler. And so when cancer threw me the curveball, I was like, physically, I can't hustle I now. I cannot like imagine... Honestly, I respect you so, so much because for you to even be where you are right now, Mm -hmm. we have similar personalities. And when I get knocked down, you know, because we're tough, we're independent. We are the ones that make things happen for ourselves and other people. Yes. And when you can't do that, that's the worst thing for me. The worst thing. I you're so right. When you're responsible for the people around you, like my kids, and it's all on you and you've got to pay for everything and then you're not working or you're not down by cancer. It's hard for me to ask for help. I do it with Liz. You're about the only person. I'll do it with my sister in Canada and you. I will not do it with, you know, other friends because they're not in the position that I'm in. They don't understand because they're so yeah. used to me being the funny, outgoing, independent. And you know what? You were probably the strongest one in the group anyway. So I who are you going to ask? I think I came across as that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wish you I... You know, I, I mean, you know, there's, a pro- there's probably a reason why you don't ask because no. you probably get ready to ask and then you think, yeah. you know what? I might as well do it myself. I could never even ask 
asked my ex-husband for help. Like I never once asked him in seven years of marriage for mm. a helping hand. Mm. For, I did every, she knows I did everything on my own. Mm. And I, would, I know what that's like. Yeah. And it's not a good thing. You got to be honest to yourself. You were talking about this to me about relationships. You have to know what you want and value mm-hmm. your own self, right? Mm-hmm. What advice I, do you I, have for I women? I mean, you know, it's just really believing what you deserve. If you really think back to any relationship you've had that was dysfunctional, abusive, you really shouldn't have been in. And if you really go deep and you think to yourself, why, why was I in that? Why was I in there? Right? Because we're not just victims to our circumstances. Correct. Like it we takes take two parties. You take a responsibility. You know, even with all of my exes, I'm like, I was there. Were you a people I, pleaser? Are you a people pleaser? I, yeah, yeah, most me. definitely. And yeah. that's from my childhood, you know, and I feel like that was probably the last really deep emotional wound that I healed. Yeah. My last relationship, I definitely felt that quality being a people pleaser did not do well for me. Absolutely. It can attract relationship. the wrong people. It can attract yeah. people that will appreciate it, but it can also attract the people that will take advantage of it, exhaust you, run you in circles, um, never give back. And I, that's like a parasite. So they're always sucking from you and you just ended up dry and just like, right. It's like, you know, when you think about those relationships, the toxic ones or the ones that were unhealthy, and then you think, well, why was I accepting that? Mm. Why did I stay? You know, did I believe that I could have a healthy and happy relationship that was easier where I didn't have to pretend to be somebody else? I didn't feel anxiety when they came home, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. I just think it's really important for a woman coming out of that to set the right precedent and the next relationship. That's what has to to really be stressed is however you begin is how it will continue. The problem is a lot of women don't get their voice until till you're so deep in it and you've allowed certain behavior for so long that the other person is like, wait, why are you changing now? Yeah, dude, you knew what it was. Oh, so now you don't want to accept it? So now Mm. this isn't good enough for you? See, 100% of what my life was. So I'm older than you, much older. So I feel like there's a generational gap that for women like me, like I paid support to my first husband. We didn't have kids. Um, Mm. (laughs) I've always been the earner. I've always been the pioneer, the one out there taking care of everybody around me, but financially and all that. But I used to think that men would love a strong woman who worked and had a career. And then I realized, no, they don't. They want a woman at some men want a woman at their side and they want to be elevated themselves. On paper, it looks great. Like, yeah, she's so independent and she's cool and she's got a gig and she's great. But when they get it, they're like, intim- not intimidated. They're almost angered by it. Amen, sister. Let me tell you something. I'm going to anger a lot of men right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. And do you see how afraid I am? <laughs> you don't look afraid. No. Huh? Yeah. no. Okay. No. Men don't know what they want. Let me tell you the game they play when it comes to the independent woman. It's the same thing with, oh, I lo- I want my woman natural, no makeup, yeah. and in sweats at home every day. And then you're out and they see like some glamorous, chick yeah. with, you know, six inch heels. And re- right. And it's like, and it's like, oh, I thought you didn't want that. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You and I are the same. So it's like, oh, on paper, I look freaking amazing, yeah. right? It's like, oh, look at this go-getter, independent woman with her own mind. That's what I want. It's so refreshing, blah, blah, blah. Look at her. She's a lawyer she's been in funny <laughs> movies she's gorgeous i mean you are she, truly gorgeous oh you know you are you are you too are. Thank oh my you. god is she not stunning we both are no but i 
I remember I first saw her and I was like, geez, look at how tiny and cute Aww. and pretty. And then she had this little belly in the movie and I'm like, oh my God, like that's so, she looked like pregnant. <laughs> She's like this narrow with a little, Aww. but your face is gorge. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. You're so sweet. But I need to ask you about how you shut it off because you're so like me when you're on, you're on. But then mm-hmm. do you have times where you're just like, yes. check out and yeah, me- yeah. meditate or yoga, whatever I want to hear oh. about that, but I would like to get oh, back sorry. your man point of view. Mm-hmm. We, we were just on. Right, right, right. right, right so right. on paper, it, you know, yeah, everything about me seems sexy and she has her own mind. Yeah. She's strong, da, da, da. Those are the same qualities that drive them bananas like two months in, three months in, it's like now those same qualities, right? Like you twist them. It's like everything that was positive becomes negative. Like, oh, so you don't need me. You just doing your thing. You so strong. You so aggressive. Are you telling me what to do? Maybe you need to slow down. Why you got to be on your phone? It's like, what is going on? You're giving me PTSD. And also (laughs) the fact that you're so 100% right about you don't need me. I remember one time my ex saying, you don't need me. I said, right, I don't need you, but I want you. I'd rather be wanted than mm-hmm, needed. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And, and then when you so need angry. what they say. When huh? you're needy, what do oh they say? Oh my God. Well, I was never needy with him because I knew better. I, I just couldn't right. do it. I wouldn't even go there. Right. Even when I was pregnant, if I had a craving, I fucking did it myself because I would never say, oh honey, please go get me in and out. I remember Lisa Breckman. Don't let me get with, pregnant. And she, exactly. <laughs> she was pregnant with twins and she said to her husband, you know, I need this yellow cake, blah, blah, blah. And he's like a fucking agent at CAA and he goes out in the middle of the night and gets her this yellow cake. He comes home and it's like two in the morning and she's getting up for Good Day LA at three and she goes, that's a wrong fucking cake. Right. And she took and threw it and I go you did that and like he pays half the bills and I'm sitting here thinking I pay all the bills and I won't even ask this motherfucker to go anywhere to do now, anything now why is that why because is that? I didn't want to put him out why is that because the reaction I would get everything would be a fight but I would do everything for him like I remember asking but him to put a toilet ring up and he threw a fit and threw shit because I was That's afraid from your childhood I was afraid you're a people pleaser like me right so you well you, yeah I mean I was molested and, as a kid right. and so you're always trying to please you're people around you you're raised to make everything appear to be great yeah. no matter what what so mm-hmm. on the outside right. it looks good i can relate to but that. on the inside the mind's like right and so you're allowing this guy like and you know it you have anxiety and you, you don't even ask for no. anything that you actually deserved yeah. and should have been receiving Correct. but see i think you're in a different spot because what happens as you get older you don't throw in the towel but you're just like oh fuck it I, i'm not giving any man my energy again you're still young enough to, even if you come out you learn and you still have hope i don't, I don't care anymore i don't give a flying fuck. I you will do. always have hope. See, I'll be that. 90 yeah. with hope. No, I, I can't. I, it, I can't and listen, it, if my husband died and I was 90, I would be, I'd go get another one. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I love love. I love men. I love living. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. I'm going to keep going. I yes. get excited. Dude, I was on, I've been on Raya every morning. Every Ooh. morning. I, I don't know why. Oh, I, got, I, I got a 35-year-old action sport or extreme sports guy that just oh, like wow. matched with me. I'm like, dude, it's you want to teach me to skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're open. To- and by the way, I don't know why I'm still paying the $8 a month because I haven't even checked my Raya. Like, you call it Raya? It's no. only $8 a month? Nine. Yeah. No- oh, is it nine now? I I'm think. getting off that shit. That's but it's I fun know. every once in a while to go through and see who's on it because they're always like some famous, and some not. For those but who don't hot. know, that's basically a very exclusive dating app. Correct? And I put yeah. my worst foot forward too. Oh. Like I have like four photos on there they're all cheesy and horrible <laughs> i happen to see like some other girls profiles like i don't know I, maybe raya sent it to me to tell me to step my game
game up. That's like maybe funny. you need to spend some time on your profile. No, because <laughs> what the guy he's getting, what he's getting, I, if he gets it, isn't that the best thing in the world? I'm like whatever, dude. It only gets better from there. <laughs> I, you know what's interesting about you? Usually, if you're a lawyer, you have that side of your brain that thinks one way, very mm-hmm. linear, and it's very you know. And then your creative side, you've got both sides: the art, the you acting. You know already? Yeah, of course I know. I'm artsy. I could never be a lawyer. My dad used to say to me, you know, you have a big mouth and one day it's going to get you in a lot of trouble or I'll make you some money. But Or both. Or like you could be <laughs> yeah. a lawyer or an actor. You're both. It's funny that I'm thinking back to my dad saying that. Where do you think, did you get that from your dad? Yeah, most definitely. I think from an early age, I had strong creative side and an analytical side. And then law school is essentially training yeah. to think analytically about things, right? Uh, so Did you have to it, train your brain to do that or was it already there? You know how to do that. It was probably already there, yeah, to yeah. be honest. I mean, as a young girl, it, you know, like my dad was a politician. I was going to Democratic conventions. I was in his office all the time. He was a civil rights leader. Oh, you know, nice. and at a young age, I got involved in student government. I was student council president. You know, I volunteered. I did so much. Oh, and But I also loved to perform. So I was in theater and dancing wow. and, and doing all of that. And it was kind of like... I had two switches and I'm still that way. So if I'm like coaching a client or doing something business oriented, I'm a completely different person than when I'm chilling and I'm getting creative, you know, creating some content or doing my thing, you know, I'm a completely different person. And you were talking about turning it on and off Mm -hmm. earlier. And what I've learned in my relationships, a lot of people consider me to be a feminist and I do. However, I am very old school. I do believe in gender roles within in the home. You're 100% like me. I remember when I got married, I took both my ex-husband's last names and people are like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm traditional. They're like, that's not traditional. I said, they're like, you're such a strong woman. I may but do I'm that. Not. But I am traditional in some ways. you know. Yeah. And that's where I think our personalities, it's a conflict because when you get married. It's well, on and off. It's like it's domestic. Hard, like, think about what, Boss bitch. Yeah, boss bitch. Right. <laughs> and then you got to turn it off. Okay, so like, I literally have to program myself when I was in my relationship. It's like, okay. Lawyer hat off. Boom, done. Actress hat off, a Martha hat on, Martha Stewart hat. I don't know if you're watching the crowd. I don't know about Martha Stewart. I was thinking well, about she's... some sexier, submissive oh, shit. Well, you like, know, I'm just saying she's... Of gray. Like, she, she said, <laughs> Martha, the... I'm like, wait, wait baby, who? when I put that other hat on. It's not Martha Stewart. <laughs> Uh, well, that is not exciting. I'm not baking. No. Uh, Angela Bassett, maybe? I'm sorry. Okay, um, well, that's closer. But The Crown, they have this whole thing about Margaret Thatcher going and being the Prime Minister of Britain and then coming mm-hmm. home and fucking making casseroles. And I think that's sexy. It is, but it's and fucking I, exhausting. Well, like, you have well, the baby. You're out there fucking being the politician. Now I gotta come home and fucking cut potatoes and make your shit? Fuck off. Go make it yourself, bitch. Then you got the wrong motherfucker. I know, but uh, that's my problem. You is got the wrong... I got you got the right one you want to grind and you still want to nurture them and take care of them and it feels good but there has to be some reciprocity (laughs) see if you're in a situation with no reciprocity that's with anyone family friends Mm -hmm. lovers you're going to have resentment resentment is so fucking bad for your libido and your soul your soul yeah you know somebody said (laughs) it's like somebody said sex is a whole other deal but when you take that you take the poison pill expecting somebody else to die that's exactly what resentment is and it can really chew up 
and eat up your soul. I believe it can give you cancer. I believe it can do a lot of shit to your psyche. That's what I'm saying. The cleansing. How do you cleanse your... Can I go back to one thing? Because you both talked about you want in relationship things to be easy. I tried to make things easy. I always oh, made things them. easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I did everything so that he would get up. Did I would I, say, what can I do to make your day great? And he would be oh, up, get up and that. say, what can I do to make your day shit? I was going to say in relationships, <laughs> it's like, I get why people say, I just tried to keep it easier. I just wanted it to be easy. Yeah. That is not how relationships work. Friends, family, yeah. or lovers, or it, it's husbands. It's ugly. It gets ugly. Well, it's not that it's ugly. There are times it, it requires have, work. It requires work. And some of it is difficult. Yeah, but what if the, you're the only one fucking working? The other it goes back to what you were saying, can't the accountability. Because by you making it easy, I yeah. literally had a light bulb listening to you say this. I go, ah, for years you're always like, I'm going to the easy one. I'm going to make it easy. On by, that part, I'm going to make it easy for them. by doing that, yeah, you create a monster. It's not even creating a monster. It's like you're not taking accountability that you have things you want. And yeah. it might be difficult to say them, yeah. but say them, get through the difficult, and it'll be better on but the other side. The difficult. Right. And, and see, change is uncomfortable, Jillian. So what, what to say, Liz like, is- you would not say, I'm going to ask my husband, I am pregnant, to go get me no something. No fucking way. But see, that's you accepting that, not even giving him but, a chance. But, 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 you, you understand? But no, wait. I have. It came from a place. I, I, know, I did ask for a couple but things. But you have to keep doing it. And in the life. reaction was very extreme. It wasn't like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go. It was like throwing shit around. And well, so go do it. Me. Have your have your adult tantrum yeah. and go do it, dude. No, yeah. he, he wouldn't. He would have yeah. a I would, he would have a tantrum, throw a f- fucking fit, slam doors, and I would go cower. And people used to see me on TV and go, "Well, you're so strong." Not at home. No, I can completely understand <sighs> that, and That's I mean, hard. and I also understand your point, Liz. No, Liz and, makes 100%. and also it's like one of the four agreements, right? You can't make assumptions. We have to communicate on a regular basis with people. I don't care if it's the person in the UPS store. What you want, yeah. you can't assume anyone knows what you want. Is reading your point. mind, your desires, and then when you don't get it from them, then you're pissed, pissed, off. pissed off. And it's just I over communicate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. You. Do you get I, what you want? Uh, let me tell you, I sleep a lot better. I don't have resentment. Like, I will literally say to someone, ooh, we are headed down the road of resentment. <laughs> I gotta stop this car. Really? Yeah, and Put I need reverse. And Jeez. I need from a strong, yeah. authentic self-love, a place of self-love. Let me communicate right now, because this is uncomfortable. Wow. And listen, being able to say to That's someone this is uncomfortable yeah. is uncomfortable if you've been putting up with shit. Yeah. So back to what Liz is saying, when you do make changes, Jillian, like in the next relationship, mm-hmm. let's be super optimistic. Okay. Okay. Sure. Moving forward and you set a new precedent. Also, when you begin to speak up, it's going to feel weird. Yeah. Right? Just because that isn't what you did in the past. Yeah. I'm experiencing that right now yeah. with dating because in the past I put up with a lot. Okay. And I'm a giver, 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 giver. Yep. And so now I'm starting to date finally. And it's like even just my casual interactions, my Radar? antenna, yes. my antenna is yeah. up. Yeah. And when I start to feel someone wants to control me, is speaking to me in a condescending manner. I was out on a date with a guy and I love this sushi spot so bad don't tell me he was fucking rude to no, the waiter i'm telling you i love I, I, this sushi <laughs> he must have really pissed me off because i love food i will sit through some food with an asshole because <laughs> i love food like i will i will sit there and enjoy my food i had to leave what after only me so soon i was like motherfucker and I drove all the way to Venice 
and all I got is me so soon <laughs> because you spoke to me in a condescending way you? about my sense of humor and oh. I know I'm a funny motherfucker. <laughs> oh, so you said you, the radar went off and you said oh. this is going to be a oh, real problem. Baby, he made one comment and it was like, you know, in the movies where it's like your whole future <laughs> flashes <laughs> before your eyes like boom, boom, you know, like you're in a fucking machine. Yeah. I'm like sitting outside Hama Sushi <laughs> like this. <laughs> He said, I gotta get out of here. I was like, fuck this, dude. I was like, what are you saying in that situation? Stop it. Tap. Did you really? Fuck yeah. And how did you say it? He's like, no, 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 no. We're just gonna order. We're gonna, no, no, no. This is what we're gonna do. And I was like, uh uh. That's not what we gonna do. Like, it was like I was a new woman. Like, the old Candace would have been like, okay. Because what he did was something happened, right? And, you know, I am funny. And (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't. And he said something or whatever. And so then he tried to belittle me. And he said something very condescending to me and said, oh, sweetie, do I need to teach you about comedy? (gasps) And, you know, I've done stand up. I I trained at UCB. And I'm like looking at this dude. And right then and there, I was like, it's a rap. It's a rap player. Like, you come oh. from my sense of humor? Yeah. Oh, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. And you, sweetie? I was done. He was like, he was like, oh, we're not ordering. I said, no, we're going to end this. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to get a to-go order. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to owe you a sushi roll, oh, my no, player. No, no that's like, good because- that miso yes, soup and I'm out. No. You've got the radar and Liz was there from the beginning with me and I don't, I guess there were many signs, but I just didn't care. I didn't want to see them. Because he was them. hot. You said you yeah, liked Yeah, no, he's beautiful. Sex. Absolutely. We had great sex, got two great kids out of it. Think about it. I got pregnant 40 and 42. Nope. That means helped. it was good. And oh, hot. yeah. I was wonderful. <laughs> but that's that animalistic urge that we have. But you got to live with a person every day. You put up with some stuff. I certainly did. I think because I'm busy raising the kids and then I had cancer. I don't have time for that shit anymore. The men's stuff. It's just like, that's exhausting. Because when you're a giver, 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 like you are, like I am, at the end of the day, when you're not getting anything back and you're still giving to the kids and you're still you got work, I don't know how women do it like women amaze me especially single moms but you're still young enough where you are I say young enough but you're not jaded that's what I want to say you still got that optimism about you don't have to be jaded and it doesn't have to be associated with age. Yeah. There's 16-year-old jaded motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> There's 90-year-old free spirits yeah, that yeah, are happy true. and open to the universe. You know what I mean? There's just so much people see in movies and think their life is supposed to be like, you know? It's like women watch these movies and think, oh, when I go through a breakup, I should order a pizza and eat six bites yeah. of ice cream right. and cry for like two weeks. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I get hotter. <laughs> and then he can go on my Instagram <laughs> and try to contact me and it's blocked. And then so you're very positive. You do <laughs> exercise, right? No, it's true. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. If I was an ex, I'd be like, look at that. Damn it. I fucked up. But how do you feed your soul? Do you do yoga? Yes. Do you go outside? Okay. Now you said Every before day. you came here today, you had an audition. How do you prepare for those? Being my best self, right? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, so that's cheesy, but it is. It's mentally, spiritually, and physically. So it's not just about, ooh, looking good. You know what I mean? For me, it's more important to feel good. Like, a lot of times I run just because it helps me mentally and spiritually Mm. to be Mm. out in nature, to feel the sun, get that vitamin D, take deep breaths, to step away from technology and to be at peace with myself and to focus. We're exposed to 
to so many voices, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you're on your phone all the time. You're interacting with people, emails, texts, phone calls, and then you're on social media. And those are voices. So when you're looking at all these different people's posts and reading all that, voices, voices, voices. You're saying it can affect you. It can. uh, Yeah. And people wonder why they're feeling down and why. Just go um, on Instagram. You'll see why. Exactly. (laughs) It's not good for you. I, you know, I appreciate my fans because they know I take long breaks. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people lose followers on Instagram, you know, if you're not posting every day or posting two times a day. And it's just not healthy for me all the time. And who I am, like, I like to cut myself off and really focus in on my blessings, Mm -hmm. you know, and what I need to feel good. So some days it may be, you know what, Candice, like today, treat yourself, keep your phone off. You know, you're a single woman and I practice what I preach and I tell my clients, I tell everyone, date yourself, get dressed up. I get dressed up, I put makeup on and I go out to nice dinners. If I'm craving something really special, you know, like uh, I want some noodles from wherever or some oysters, I'll take my ass, I will get dressed up feel special yeah and go have a french meal and eat oysters and snails by myself mm-hmm. and i will enjoy it it's you're a- comfortable uh, me too i go i go to dinner all the time by myself i go to movies but i wanted to go back to one thing that you touched on and when you say clients you're talking about your dating clients yeah the people that coaching you help clients. coaching clients mm-hmm. i want to go back to something that you said sort of randomly but it makes so much sense about having a date for yourself when i first met you in person i looked across the street and i said oh my god what a beautiful girl and so I've lived in Hollywood for 30 years. You see beautiful people. But I call this the extra level of, it's an aura. So when you're comfortable with yourself and you're confident and you're funny, you don't just rely on the physical. So she walks in. Yeah, she's beautiful. But she's like happy and she exudes this fun, right? And I was like, oh, I recognize that because I had that. Oh, I love that. And so right away, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, that's me. It is you. It is you. Yeah. It, it really, really is you. It is you. You know, and let me say this. I am really, really speaking from my heart. I have had some of the most difficult times in my life. I have not always been like this. You know, like when I created Love by Candice, it was out of necessity. Tell Lizzie about that. It was out of the need self-preservation. You know, I had to figure out how to get up out of it on my own, you know, Mm -hmm. after being hit by life so many times, you know, the few people that really know a lot of the tragedies I've experienced and very, very difficult times. And I haven't shared a lot of them, Mm -hmm. but the people who do are mostly amazed by me because I'm happy. Yeah. Right. And do you believe happiness is a choice? Yes. Have you read that book? Yes. Yes. And I believe that it is underrated, misunderstood, misdefined, And it should be a goal. Yeah. Every day when you wake up in the morning, it's like, number one, dude, I'm here. And what that will do, and not what it will do, but what it's doing, and I don't care if you're a woman or a man, it draws, the light draws people towards you, whether you are a woman or a man. And so when you have that, which is what you have in, I would say, droves, it attracts men and women. And I don't care if it's a business thing or a personal romance, friendship, people want to be around that light. And so are you finding yourself having a lot of men approach you? 
issue and want to be um, around that light? First of all, thank you. And I fight for the light. Trust mm. me. Every day I fight for the light. And some days it's easier. Some days it's harder, mm-hmm. right? Depending on what life throws yeah. your direction. And that's another one of the four yeah. agreements. Just do your best. And that's about being kind to yourself. I just find when you give off that light, and I call it that inner layer. It exudes because I've been around so many beautiful women, as I said, and there's like falseness there sometimes and they don't have the light inside. And I think that it really shows when you do have it. And you mentioned something earlier that I want to touch base on after this break. We're going to take a break, but you mentioned something about the four agreements. I want to touch on that because I I don't know what that is and I need to know. But first, (laughs) we're going to take a break and make a little money and we'll be back on the other side. We are living in different times. Let's face it. We are basically Zooming people every day. We don't have human contact. So one of the things that I found to brighten up my day is Bloomsy Box. Now, I have a subscription. So that means I get a beautiful batch of flowers that are farm-raised artisan flowers from the farm to your front door every single month with my subscription. You go to bloomsybox.com, whether you're giving it to yourself for the holidays or someone else. It's just going to brighten their day. Think of the times we're living in. We have no human contact, barely, and we're doing a lot of Zoom. So do something for yourself or do something for your friends to put a smile on their face. You can't believe how beautiful these flowers are at Bloomsy Box. And again, you can get your own subscription to come to you each month or maybe you want to do it for your mom. Every month she gets a beautiful floral arrangement. How fun is that? You open up the box, stick them in water, you are done. Bloomsy Box, check them out on the internet right now. And if you do, I have a special discount for you. All you have to do is go to bloomsybox.com, enter my name, Jillian, and you get 15% off and free shipping. How cool is that? That's promo code Jillian for 15% off at B-L-O-O-M-S-Y box.com. Welcome back. We are with Candace Smith right now, who is pretty much everything. And we've been talking about how you work in relationships as a coach. And you mentioned something called the four agreements. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Explain those. It is absolutely my favorite book. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it's essentially Toltec wisdom. And it's these four agreements that you are supposed to live your life by and that serve you in basically anything, Hmm. um, any obstacle you face. In love, in relationships, single thing and it's you know one of my favorites is don't make assumptions which I brought up earlier and you need to communicate exactly what you need he talks about assuming others know what you want to need versus you feeling good and comfortable okay let's stop at that first one that's interesting in my past and as you're saying this I'm like revelation like you said Liz Uh so I think because I treated somebody and was such a people pleaser that they would say, oh my God, and be like, she's the best. She works and pays all the bills and she has the babies. I'm going to do backflips for her. I'm going to treat her like she's treating me. I expected, because I knew if I didn't have to work and somebody treated me that way, I'd be so blessed and thankful. Right. You assuming. I assumed. I <laughs> yeah. assumed. I assumed. I do not assume oh anything. Trust me. Anybody yeah. that knows me is like, Candace over communicates. Number one. Right there. That just, okay, I didn't do that. All right. What's number two? Yeah. And you got to feel good enough, like confident in yourself, yeah. love yourself enough to speak up right. without right. fear that you're going to annoy people. I know I annoy people. And who cares if you annoy them? Yeah. Well, here's the problem though. Sometimes people have a yeah, false. Liz. I'm trying to be more like Liz. <laughs> be more like she Liz. Knows. She's been married. <laughs> to the same man for how many years you've been married? 21 years. But you, but you know what, though? It's only been in the last five or six that I've really started to... Find your voice? I, well, no. I've always had a voice. I've always We've had a good relationship. Always been strong. But where I wanted a different level, and I knew it wasn't just going to come naturally. It was just going to evolve out of the ether. Right. So it was going to take work. And he was not 
not on the same page. He just wasn't even aware of it. Mm. So there was no assumption. It was like, I need to start communicating this because we met as kids and we've mm. gone to wedding, I mean, not wedding, but marriage counseling. Because and, you grow so as, wonderful. A, as an individual. And That's here's right. the deal. They'll say, marriage is high school sweetheart. We were basically childhood. Kids. Yeah. You have patterns that can be that juvenile, yeah. that immature. Oh yes. my gosh. So, I didn't think about that. So therefore, if you want like an adult relationship, some of those habits you got a break. Mm. And it wasn't until about five or six That's, years ago yeah. that I was like, a few of these are beginning to bug the shit out of me. But you and they I, go back to childhood or something? Oh, well, it took you to Emma. Well, <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't big ones. They just were like, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. just- Little things, know, marriage fucking He's a great ticks. guy. So it's like- Oh, he's wonderful. But I was like, we could be even better. Yes. So you can always be better. Right. Never be like complacent. Said, another level. Right. So Step it up communication so and there are times he's like oh that was a difficult conversation he'll come back two days later he goes you know what i'm really happy you're kicking me in my ass he's like wow. I'm, really, I'm really happy you're bringing that up that's a partnership but it wasn't easy no it wasn't a fun conversation we were having it i didn't know how he would take it and interpret it but i didn't give a shit anymore yeah. it's like i good. want what i want and good. i know if it's good for me it's gonna be good for both of us, of us yeah and liz you made such a great point about how most couples are complacent and after 20 years would oh. never actually you know invest any energy mm -hmm. into taking the relationship to another level and relationships are work just yeah. like anything else you want to accomplish in your life and it can get better just mm. like you can get better every day yeah. you can become happier healthier every single day your relationship can too and change is uncomfortable it goes back to what you said and i believe this is what kind of eroded part of your relationship resentment and resentment you can't take that to bed it literally yep. can kill your so libido. Said, it kills your libido. Let me tell yeah. you. 100%. 100%. So I was having things I realized yeah. that I was getting resentful about, but he didn't even know yeah. that I was getting resentful about them. And therefore um. it was like, are you trying to get it on tonight? Get the fuck off me. I'm telling you, <laughs> so I think that's why. Right. So I had to go like, okay, wait, why am I feeling this way? Why don't I want to fuck you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And period. I have to... <laughs> And I got to communicate it because I, I want to make this work. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but, okay. I have a question for Candace well, then about that. Number That's two. what every woman in America needs to ask <laughs> <Yeah>. themselves. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. Why I, don't I want to fuck you? you. <laughs> I mean, and listen, half after of, 20 years, that's amazing. Yeah, half of it could just be like, it's because the way you eat your fucking food. It yeah, could be the way you like, you know, you've gotten to place it. Like yeah. there's all these weird for my little, movers. little small cuts that lead up to a gash at some point. A hundred percent. And a gusher at that. Okay. So what do you do? And before we get to number two, so how oh, do you, how did, gosh. I didn't see any, I didn't know what was happening. Gaslighting. So when it's happening to you, you're like, well, that's weird. That's, that's a pretty strong emotion to react to that. Like, I didn't know what was going on. How did you recognize this shit? so early you're talking about a sushi yes <laughs> yes i'm oh talking my, about the sushi I'm bar like which time i mean i feel like i just but dodged how, that's what i'm saying just by that one yes, thing said. listen okay. i listen to my intuition and i'm telling you people don't just listen to it and be done mm. right it's like you got to second guess it or let me give him a second shot and maybe he didn't mean it like that and and you know maybe that wasn't weird you know when you're talking about mirroring it's like yeah. you know i had some guy that's like all of a sudden now he smokes weed and has these like hippie like qualities hmm. you know it's funny to me when i can tell a guy is pretending to be yeah what he thinks you I want him to want. be he's not being his you know authentic I mean? self i'm like listen i'm the hippie Let me spiritual love everybody weed head i need you to be the stable finance guy what the <laughs> exactly. fuck is wrong with you this is it exactly <laughs> 
I feel in my heart, and I, I'm just throwing this out there because I've been around and I've seen a lot. So you've got your lawyer side, but your creative side is so strong. strong. It is. And that if you had a great fucking hot businessman that like came home and That's what I'm thinking. Yes, yes, for I see. Me. I Are you see. thinking for me? Yeah, I'm not thinking for me. I'm thinking for you, babe. Well, we gotta I, think I, about I, you I'm too, I'm thinking so. that you need yeah. a strong mm -hmm. businessman who's confident and be like, that's my boo, that's my girl. Look at how sexy she is and can take you places and let you go and do your oh, auditions. you're turning me on. <laughs> you I are turning because, me on. That's what I needed deep down, but I, I didn't, yes. you know what I'm saying? You can still get that. All right, I agree. Right. Well, okay, I'm, number two. Give me number two. I love this list. Uh, number, the four, oh, number the, two. Um, don't take things personally. Oh, What others nice. do and say is a projection of their dream or nightmare, whatever they're living in. Right. So, of course, that has served me very well in my personal and yeah, professional sure. life because it's like, especially professionally, because yeah, there's so much rejection and in acting it, auditions and things. Yeah. It's like, don't take and, it personally. It, yeah. Maybe they will look for somebody a little yep. shorter. Maybe they're looking for somebody. Who knows? Or black actresses that just moved back to L.A. after a bad breakup in yeah. Hawaii and just want to oh. book a job. <laughs> Stop being down on them. I want to ask you how did you get? I want to ask you how you got. The wrong Missy. Direct book. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I auditioned. I'm still, I'm, I was still doing my solicitation. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even I get the question. walk in How? the room and get the gate. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, you're high. I Fuck it. I, you know, it cracks me up because every time I book TV or film role, people say, How did you get that? No, and, I wasn't asking and, like that. No, I'm asking like, do you, do you not like, uh, but how many auditions did you have no, to go but back? back in the day, like, especially when I was on like Entourage, NBC's Joey, blah, blah, blah. Not you. Yeah. But when other people would be like, how'd you get yeah, that? Yeah, it's condescending. You know, yeah, they were basically you know Same trying to figure fuck? out if I was on that fucking casting couch and, yeah. and listen a lot of girls were I was the fucking dork working in a restaurant on sunset and taking acting classes every fucking night and actually going to auditions yeah. Yeah. and skipping the parties you were putting the up work in, in the fucking Hollywood Hills mm -hmm. and it was so funny every girl in my group you know all the pageant girls you know Miss Dakota everybody oh don't <laughs> let me not get sued it wasn't Miss Dakota <laughs> no, no I'm just Could throwing out I just any, threw, I'm yeah. throwing out stuff could have been Nebraska, that Florida. Say, we don't know. Hey, Candace, we got to go to this party. It'll be good networking. Oh, good networking. Yeah. I never seen them on nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like Yo, I, I remember right. I used to say to them, one of you book one fucking From that speaking line and I'll start coming to parties. Mm. Yeah. Book one. Because you were Miss Ohio, correct? Yeah. Oh, Years later, Another crickets, and nobody say nothing to me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, IMDb still blank. I remember when, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend came down from Montreal when I was working in Miami, and the big thing was to break out of Canada and come down and make it to Hollywood, right? So ah. I'm in Miami. It's my pit stop. And I said, I'm going to go to Hollywood. And she's like, we were driving out to go somewhere, and I was on a billboard. And she goes, that's my dream. I go, what? And she goes, to be like you on a billboard in Canada. I go, that's your fucking dream, to have a picture of yourself? Like, and see, you weren't a even appreciating where you were. Because I was working. Because I knew life. this was a pit stop to get to LA. And I was like, a picture on a billboard? Who cares? Like, that's not real. That's fucking airbrush bullshit. But my heart was in all the work. And hers was back, like, just looking. She was a model, beautiful, right, blah, right. blah, blah. I never relied on that shit. I relied on my personality. Because you're such a hustler. You're thinking hustler. next. Yeah, yeah. I and want also, more. I'm like you. Like, I think I'm funny. And I think you are my funny. thing is about my personality. You're funny as fuck, Yeah, dude. I am. And it's also about my personality being funny as fuck. Maybe if somebody thinks you're hot, that's secondary. 
but the bottom line is there are people that use their looks to get to Hollywood and that's fine. I don't judge that shit. But I remember being on the red carpet for, I think it was BET Awards and I was presenting with the Wayne brothers and one of the girls on the other side asking questions, she said to me, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm the token. I'm the token who's presenting with these motherfuckers tonight. Like I was so like, fuck you. And I'll never forget who it was, bitch. <laughs> then I went to another red carpet and I was hosting the uh, whatever. And it was a swim. It was called swim resentment pool. Well, I know. Yeah, I was also like, uh, number two. No, but she shot don't me with a fucking water gun. Personally. Okay, I'm on the red carpet hosting it. And this bitch is shooting me with a water gun over. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like I'm doing. And she was a local reporter from an other station that worked uh -huh. opposite us. And she was just trying to be a bitch. And I'm not like that. I don't Wait, fuck. what was she doing? Just she trying to be a, be a bitch. She's trying to be a but bitch. But did you see how I wish we were recording <laughs> video? right now. I, she was trying to be a bitch. Jillian is gangster. I if am. you did not know, she and just did her hand. I like, would shoot sideways if you I You should have been her. cast and straight out of Compton. <laughs> oh, the way you just did your hands. But think about that. With That's that water so gun. I still have that in my in my head. But you know what I should say? I know what you would say. Lift it up to light because I'm on this side of the carpet and you're on that side, honey. And I did think that at the time, like, That's ugly. You know that saying, God don't like ugly? That's yeah. ugly. I would yeah. never pull that shit. And that is why I'm on this side. You know, it's so taken a lot point. of work for me to get yeah. here. Trust. The old Candace would have been like, okay, boo-boo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we would have <laughs> thrown down. Uh, like, thrown down. Come on now, boo-boo. Like, allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm from the 937. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But it's like, the way I look at it, you know, your vibes, negative vibes, toxicity, it gets thrown at me. I decide if I'm going to catch it or not. Mm. Some people think I'm dingy because I just don't catch their shit. <laughs> you, yeah, well, I don't want to catch it. I didn't want to. I don't want to catch it. Yeah. So I'm like the Matrix. I'm like, zoom, zoom. <laughs> and it's just shit being thrown at me, and I'm dodging it. You know what I mean? So many people catch the shit. Yes, they look at the shit. <laughs> they analyze they it. think about the shit. <laughs> they smell the shit. <laughs> they call somebody and say, "I got some shit." <laughs> There's shit here. Can you believe this motherfucker gave me some shit? I gotta, I gotta return the shit. So when that becomes your day, it's like think of it like that. Now you just playing with shit. And, and you, how many hours did you waste right. doing it? I'm right? like, yo, every minute of the day I want to be happy. Fuck you. Yeah. Like every minute of the day I want to be happy, even when things are not going well. I get in a car accident, dude hits me. I'm happy. I'm like, dude, we're still alive. Yeah. He's like. I'm not calling the cops and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got in a car accident once after leaving KBC oh and it was God. this girl who worked at the local dispensary and she was just I didn't know her but there was one right near KBC Amy and product <laughs> and so <laughs> I had a Prius. Toyota was paying me to drive this Prius and I really fucking dug it. And I was leaving the parking lot and she just came out of nowhere. Bang. And my bag goes out and it hits my face and this horrible smell of the car. It was totaled. And we get out and we both look at each other and she runs up and like gives me the biggest hug I gave her. I'm like, you good? She's like, yeah, I'm good. And then we're hugging so tight. And she's like, fuck woman, my weave. And I was like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> and then it's all in how we hug each other. And I remember people passing by going, what the fuck? And people are like, do you guys know each other? I go, no, but we're just both happy to like be here right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, number three. What's number three? This is a fun game. Always do your best. Mm. Always do your best. And see, and that's for an overachiever, type A hustler, 
whatever. That's really important to keep in mind because it's hard for me, say, when I'm sick and like when you went through cancer, mm-hmm. or, you know, like the day my mom passed and I had, you had no control over the obligations contractually of things that I needed to post <sighs> Jeez. and things that I needed to do. Yeah, and, that's not a thing you could say straight up. Like, right. I'm sorry. I can't, really? Like, you can uh, say to them, like, this tragedy just happened. I need to stop. Of course stop. I did. Yeah. But back to one of the four agreements, always do your best. You have to be able to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. and have empathy for yourself. Mm. And most of the time, if you have that kind of personality, you lack it. So when you're not at your best physically, you're in pain, you're sick, or something devastating happens, you're still like, get up and go get it done. What is your problem? And then you start to have this internal negative conversation where you're not being kind to yourself. Correct. So always do your best is about, you know what? Take into consideration what's happening. My best is going to change day to day. Mm -hmm. My best will be different depending on what's happening in my life. I cannot expect myself to be at 100% if, you know, I have all these extenuating circumstances, whether it's my health Mm -hmm. or someone passing, et cetera. And when you're kinder to yourself and you take that into consideration, you kind of take the pressure Great. I mean, great answer. I have a question that you just triggered in my head when you said about auditioning and I remember going up to auditions and just pulling away and I didn't know it was anxiety. I couldn't articulate it. I was just like, no, no, because I'd walk into rooms sometimes and I would see major actresses and I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? That self-doubt. So when I was asking you about getting the wrong Missy, I think in my head I wasn't articulating. Do you get anxiety because you're such a, because I get major anxiety now. Never used to. I used to walk into a room and own it, have fun, didn't give a shit and I would get job after job. I never even fucking auditioned. I got a job on Entourage too. They wrote me a whole fucking scene. Well, Remember Fox when, Fox when let me do it, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was a requirement to be on Entourage. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. And it was with Snoop and Sorry, everything. Sorry, Doug. So, no, was, yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. I love him. They wrote me a whole fucking scene and Fox would let me do it. I was very down about that. And they still use my name in the tequila segment, but they said the wrong last name, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so do you, because your personality, I don't know if you get anxiety. They don't come to me and say, like NBC did, we want you on the sitcom. We've auditioned 10 Jillian Barberies because it was written in the sitcom. They said, let's do like a Jillian Barbary weather girl, but she's an anchor and she doesn't give a fuck. And so they auditioned everybody and they weren't authentic. And then they're like, fuck it, let's just call her. So they called me in and I get the gig. And they wrote, I think three episodes for me that turned into 10. And cause she what was a, a funny, blessing. what a blessing, right? But I thought, wow, if I was one of those people that they said be Jillian Barbary, I would have had an anxiety and attack. And you're in the wrong business. Yeah, maybe that's the fact. Can I speak frankly? Well, hello. I feel as though, and I've been in entertainment for a very long time. I'm humble and hardworking. I started back in Dayton, Ohio, modeling catalogs. And well, I started in the local theater there at the Dayton Playhouse. And, That's great. You know, and, uh, and by and, the way, shout out to the local theater places that they need the funding. There's places closing down right now in Ohio, in New York, in Chicago that need money to keep people like you going. And I was just watching Ed Norton where he came up in New York. They're fucking clo- It's like this prestigious playhouse oh. that's closing because they don't have the money anymore because it could be Corona. So it's really important to have that outlet, right? For creatives like yeah. you. Yeah. I just think that, um, <sighs> okay, I don't want to. No, you can say it. I don't give a shit. Mm. I have a thick skin. I really do. I I mean, just like with any job, intense job, if you're a plastic surgeon, if you're a lawyer and, you know, you got to go to court or whatever, you know, an athlete, pressure 
is part of the game mm-hmm. and you rise to it and you prepare and you work hard. You know, I being in Hawaii, that. all I could do was like self tapes and whatever. But now I'm back. And, it, you know, right when I started to audition, a pandemic hit. So <sighs> it is. It's, it it it's it self tapes and Zooms. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, of course, I get nervous. Of course, you know, like when there's a big opportunity that gets presented to me, I get butterflies in my stomach because I'm excited. Right. You know what I mean? But when it's time for that audition or or it's time. You got it. Oh, I'm a fucking animal. Like I had to self-tape this morning wow. and I got up early. You know, it's like feeling confident and feeling prepared. I feel like in the past, whenever I'd had stress, like when I first came out to Hollywood, I wasn't fucking prepared enough. Whether it was the lines or the character, the environment, the backstory, there was something in the lines that I wasn't sure about. And instead of me like going deeper and fucking working through it, wow. it was just in the back of my head. So that fucked with me. So, you know, now I'm a fucking animal like I'm in there this morning with my reader like no I need you to give me this wow, <laughs> you know and he's like great. he's like looking at me the old Candace right listen Would, it's the same thing in your personal your professional life and anything you do for a living being confident loving yourself and going in and believing you deserve something mm, see I'm gonna say something say I realize so many things have been given to me because people would see, casting directors would see me on TV in the morning and go that's the girl NFL given the sitcom right given so you dating just, show given damn I never really audition damn and so when you That's don't do. go through that right you don't prepare you're fucking I'm a professional auditioner 100% <laughs> on about that I've been given so many wonderful things that I don't know how to audition I don't That's know what, it and yeah. you know what the audition I appreciate Listen, it my gosh but, let me say this yeah. I don't want to dismiss what you're saying the audition process sucks oh my gosh and there's a lot of big big actors that yeah. never really had to do it yeah mm-hmm. and they talk about it and they say if I had to audition, you know, I want to say, I'm not going to say any names, but mm-hmm. some big actresses, because my brain is a little clouded, but they have said, if I had to audition, I would not have gotten this, 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 this. Wow. And also in the business, it's so effing subjective. Yep. It could literally be the color lipstick you no, have. No, it was. My neighbor cast for Warner Brothers for 45 years and literally did the Dukes of Hazard. and one guy came in and he was better looking than the other and the other one goes, no, he's too short. Da, da, da. And it ended up going to Tom Wopat who was like five inches taller than the other guy but they looked exactly the same. That's why I got the gig. It literally was five inches but you can go home and you can personalize that or you can say, well, it was five inches. Okay, so that's three. What I've always it? said every job I didn't get, I was just way too fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the attitude I want. That's Way the attitude. Too freaking <laughs> fabulous. Now, do you feel that um, having a law degree, you could fall back on, like just no, like, fuck no, falling okay, back. Okay. Like fuck, I practiced law like twenty years ago. Right. Like, what do you mean fall yeah. back? Yeah. Like I am where I am. Nice. I'm a successful yeah. actress, TV personality, producer, life coach, and love expert. Mm-hmm. Like fuck off, everybody. Yeah. Move <laughs> there ain't no motherfucking plan B. Yeah. Well, it's A, motherfucker. A, 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 A. I think that that's the whole purpose right there. You've yeah. got A. Yes, you did B back then, but it's not a safety net. It's like, no. this is what you are. This yeah. is who you are. It's what you're doing. I love that because I think when people do have a variety of sources to fall back on, they tend to spread it out and they're not focused on And they don't the give their one. all. They don't get. They, they don't, don't give, give their, their all. Or get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not hungry because it's like, oh, yeah. well, yes. you know, let me start studying for the bar and looking for yeah. a stable job out. Fuck that. Uh, you'll see me. Yeah. Working at Trader Joe's and as a being- greeter. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and then your next gig will be on the silver screen. And, and then in until between, I get a job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's where I'm at. It was actually one of Walt Disney's things. And I, it's one of my mantras. And one of the things I say every night to myself is forward forwardness mm -hmm. move forward look forward because it's very much we can all dwell in the past we can all look back there for resentments or reasons yeah. but yeah they're, they're not there what propels you forward what gets you up in the morning is what is coming yes. yeah so i love yeah. that Liz. so yeah. it's like wake up forward. literally physically mentally spiritually sexually wake up and move forward it's also saying you put one foot in front of the other yeah and soon you'll be walking out the door and the doors are metaphorical they don't need to be the physical fucking door but just what candace said earlier it's like get up and go walk your neighborhood mm -hmm. do whatever you got to do to get your mind a different mindset but now i want to know number four because yes. i am loving these. me what too is the fourth these agreement fabulous okay you did said, be your um, best don't assume oh be impeccable with your word and oh. be impeccable oh. with your word uh even in very i i suppose many people would find to be trivial circumstances like committing to something and say you're yeah. you're going to do something like whether it's appearing on someone's podcast or babysitting or whatever mm. when you are impeccable with your word you follow it, ac through. it actually makes you feel better about yourself mm -hmm. when you do what you say you're going to do and you speak up and you don't use your tongue for poison all the time mm. sitting around gossiping which you know, I it's know it's become have, a sport. Yeah. It's really not healthy for you. And I, you know, I, I'm saying not for you. It's just not nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know for some people, it's like, it's that's not a big enough motivation to stop gossiping, Candace. <laughs> so then let me tell you this. Um, it's actually not good for you. Yeah, either. Your soul, yeah. Yeah. It's not good for your soul, dude. And it's like when you're celebrating someone else's failure, gut punches in life mm. and failures and so forth, just imagine. Imagine yourself there. Just imagine yourself yeah. there. And I've been there and I've had people cheering when I'm there. You know, it's like, ooh, that overachiever Candace. She thinks yeah. she's so pretty. She thinks she's this. Yeah. She thinks she's that. Oh, I'm so glad that nigga left her. Huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, whoa. You don't have that for other people. No. So when and it even comes people, at you. Listen, I'm like one of the most forgiving. I'm so forgiving. People do bad stuff to me like, and they don't even know I know. And I forgive them. Yeah. And I do it for myself. You know, like when you were talking about my energy and, and so forth, I work on that every day by really, truly forgiving and letting go every yes. single day and doing my best to stay in the present, be grateful. And I look at it like I only have so many more minutes left on this earth. And I want them to be happy, cool, and positive. Mm. And I want my impact on others to be positive. Yes. And it can't be if I'm not good. Yeah. So I need to be good. So that means I have to eat right. I need to go outside. I need to work out. I need to turn my phone off and just get on the ground and stretch mm -hmm. and breathe and feel good. You know, feeling good and being happy needs to be a goal. You know, it, sh it should be on your checklist. Like people look at their things to do. Yeah. And I know you have things to do. It's like this, this, this. Like, is it on there? to just feel good and happy mm -hmm. to be proud of yourself to be excited about the day you know I love the saying blowing out someone's candle doesn't make yours brighter I've always felt that when someone was trying to blow out my candle I didn't realize it and I was very naive when I first moved to Hollywood because I've always Me been okay so I've always been uplifted by women in Montreal where I started on TV then I moved to Miami my best friends were five women we all were anchors weather sports we all uplifted each other then I moved to LA and I was like oh you know and I love women and I'm always about uplifting like oh you have a line 
of this, okay, I'll promote that on TV and I'll do a story on yep. you, helping people build their careers, right? Yep. From Jared at Two Faced to Tarina Tarantino to Frankie B. Jeans, I'm about elevating and lifting. Not everybody's like that. No. And I would, I there are a the few punches way. in me too and in the gut. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. But you get to a point where you're like, okay, I get why. But the forgiveness part is wonderful because Dorothy and I used to go at it on the air all the time. Now we talk all the time. But on the air, we would, we weren't close. It's not that it was a huge rivalry, but there was something going on. And so I don't know what it was. It was tension. And we don't have that anymore. And it's so incredible. And she was one of the loveliest people like Liz. Mm -hmm. When I had cancer, boy, that's when you know who your friends are. I'm, yeah. I, they say that when you're sick. I never really got that. When I'm like, you're sick, broke. Oh my gosh. Well, Liz has always been uh, uh, around and helpful and positive and, and you've always had that energy. You're not a negative. You're not a gossiper. You're a- I love your sisterhood. Yeah. Well, do you know, I'll give you an example of what. So- when everything went down with me before the cancer with the relationship, I fell out because everything I did, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go see why. Everything was a question. Everything was a fight. So I just, I gave in. I was like, ding, ding, tap out. Okay, I'll do whatever you say. I'm so tired of fighting. So I stayed in like a hermit for years. My One of my best friends, our yards were attached, said I didn't see you for a whole year. I was a hermit. Scared to At do anything. At any point, did the thought cross your mind, exit strategy? It took me three years to exit strategy. I didn't know what was happening to me for like, four. Like, did you not even feel like that was an option? So like- No, it, it wasn't. You, even though it's my home and I've got the career and I'm paying the bills. It can happen. It can fuck your brain no, up. No, I know. I've been there. Okay. So this one, Lizzie, she, um, there was a group of women and they're like talking about, they weren't gossiping about me. They're just like, where is she? Like, what the fuck? And like, she fell out. I'm done. I'm done. I remember one of them said, and she'll tell me to my face. She goes, yeah, I was done with you. And then Liz is like, oh, I'll never be done with her. And I remember, and the girl told me that she said that. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Lisa. Lisa was like, yeah, I was done with you. Wow. Done is such a final, final word. Yeah, yeah. And it's, for the most part, I feel like a lot of relationships can dip and, you know, go up and down. And a lot do need to be done. Right. But we, I always felt like, first of all, we weren't done. Yeah. Like, no, you we were, were done. She's a very positive person. And I just felt like, no, I kind of had a feeling where you were at. And I was like, she's going to need her girlfriends when she comes out of this. So for any of us to have some finality of like, I'm done with her. It's like, yeah. you're going to probably want to rethink that at some point. Because I don't think she was ever with you. We were, we're still friends, mm. but I think she's such a strong woman in a sense. She couldn't even take that as rejection. And it's like, yeah, it's not about like, you. It's, it's like, I'm trying you. to deal with yeah. my own home yeah. shit. Yeah. My yeah. kids, my ex, like, it's just a bunch of crazy. And and I can't facilitate my friends at the same time. You're really good, Liz, at having a bunch of different friends and, and knowing their needs. Like she'll... Will you be my friend? Yes. <laughs> at her birthday, she gave Lizzie, at her birthday, she gave gifts to all of us that were these crystals. To each one of us put our name and what it meant, the crystal. Like it was so cool. I'm like, who does that, right? So it, it's... <laughs> my new no, friend. It's nice. <laughs> but it's uplifting. You need people to fill your soul. Do you surround yourself with good people that um, feed your soul? Listen, I've got a great point about this. Sometimes you need solitude. Yeah. Sometimes listen, you have some too people, much of it. I have, I have too much of it. Right, right. But, um, you know, so many people, especially right now and anyone yes. going through a difficult time, wants a support system yeah. and is exposing themselves to environments and people that are not healthy right now out of necessity. People feeling alone, like single people like myself. Like I just know of people that are just for the sake of doing something, you know, socializing, hanging out, having sex, whatever with people that aren't that healthy yeah. and positive for them. Um, it is good to have that. 
that, but it's also good to be good on yeah. your own. Oh, yeah. Now, we can talk about solitude, and we can also talk about healthy, happy solitude. Yes, big There's difference. different types. Ooh, you know yes. what I mean? Like, are been, you thriving in that solitude? Right. And I have thrived in solitude here for many years, and then I had a man in my life, and then not. So I've done up and down. I'm doing pretty good. I've been single for seven years. However, there are times I get lonely, but loneliness is different than what you're talking about. It has now been seven years single. I am just now feeling sometimes like, oh, it'd be nice to have somebody to have your back. Like after seven years of singledom, like I don't think about that. That stuff. probably means you're cleansing. I think so. Now let me talk about sex during the pandemic because it's okay. been years for me. <laughs> I haven't had sex in years. So I forget. Oh shit. Oh, are you being serious? With a person you mean? No, I just well, self-love. What, well, what else yeah, are you having sex with besides a, a person? Oh, my God. But the, the other way day? you said that. No, it's true. I haven't. I, I just... Liz I'm not going to say what it sounded I'm dead right. from the waist down, Candace. Don't say that. So anyway, my point being this, that you can do self-love. I How had self-love this morning. But good girl. That's my girl. That helped prepare me for my audition. Good girl. I <laughs> got to tell you something. You. I had Relaxes a, whatever me. Yes. looked like a back. So I was cleaning out my stuff to sell uh -huh. and my daughter and son were with me and it's pink and it's got like this little silver thing on the top. And then Ruby's like, what's that? I go, oh, it's a back massager. And then I go, look. And then I go, to press it and the batteries are dead. I go, God, it's been that long. And then I'm like, well, it goes like D, 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 D. It, it, you know, I have a neck problem, but and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I took it. I was like, fuck it. And I threw it out. And it was a symbol like, I haven't used this in years. The battery's dead. And then I said, because I'm dead from the waist down. I say that as a joke, but I sort of mean it. How do people have sex during a pandemic when you hook up? Like, I don't want to breathe on Wait, anybody and hello. catch corona. Those batteries can be recharged oh, okay. or replaced. I threw it out. It was When's cute, the last time you had an orgasm? Yeah. Oh, God, it's been year, like two an years. An orgasm. Two years at least. Three years, maybe. An orgasm? Correct. And I used to be the pornaholic. Ask her. I was. A I'm pit. sorry. I'm I was sorry. like a man. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. take a second. Three, at least. Let's three years. take a second. I'm dead. No, no, no. no. From no, the waist not. down. I'm not dead. I'm just saying from the waist. I don't care. Do you know how to masturbate? Do what, Liz? Do we need just wait a minute? Wait. Yes, Jillian was the queen of porn okay, before no, anybody talking about. You don't need porn, well, and you don't need do. machinery. Oh, well. You need imagination. I got that. Yeah, I got that in droves. I did. But then your life takes over: cancer, kids, career, not but having now a job. We can turn Mas the lights down. And he's like the fucking tenth on my list. Trust. But it's so good. I know it is. It's helpful. And it's healthy. It's healthy. Shit, yeah. But like, I want to make it sexy in here. We got candles lit. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. play some Barry White. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Like, let me show you some French porn, perhaps. What is that? What? <laughs> is it, like, more artistic or something? <laughs> yeah, I love the sound of it. Yes. Ooh, I love the sound of it already. I really want you to have an orgasm. Well, it, it, I used to have, I would say, too many. I would masturbate about four times a day. Back on Good Day, it least four times a day. Well, that's an issue. You, th you think that's not healthy? Yeah, well... So I went from it, doing it that many times and, you know... Because well, I, I didn't have sex with a lot like, of men. I just right. would self-please because I was afraid of disease. And now, in the pandemic, that's what I'm saying. How do people hook up? Like, how do you make out with somebody with the fucking oh, shit going on? You can't. I'm going to tell you right now, it seems to me like the men, the few that I've gone on dates with or that approach me, like whether I'm at a coffee shop, a restaurant, at Whole Foods, at the gas station, at Target, they never got that six foot memo <laughs> i'm like what in the fuck that's what i'm saying like well, men, are, men are coming closer to me like oh, i'm shit. literally walking around in today's day and age being like may i please have six feet oh my six god six feet six feet 
six feet. I told you it's the light. It's back draw on up. the vents. Draw on the vents. You know, thank you so much. Mm. Um, and and you know what sucks about my light is like sometimes I feel like you know it gets dangerous sometimes. You know, with just my personality and everything, and but it's like I realize I can't be as open all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? You like to I have to people. turn it off. Yeah, so, like to if, certain people. If I'm out, you know, yeah. like it's just like people. Yeah. they feel. I have a question about the attraction. Are you attracting all kinds of men? Twenties, thirties, black, yes. white. I knew it. It's bananas. Okay. It really is. I remember I when I was it. 37, it was like and I was I dating like 20s. Me too. I was dating the guy who was, I was, he was in his 20s. I didn't know he was a soap opera actor, Mafundo. And then we dated and then. <laughs> is it a telenovela? No, he was, uh, oh. he was actually from Africa. He was from South. His yeah. uncle was uh, Desmond Tutu or is Desmond Tutu. Oh, shit. So long story short, I attracted those different ages. I used to say I was the United Nations of dating because I attracted like 40 year old men, 50 year old men when I was 37. I dated everybody. Yeah. So that's why I could see so many different types and then like guys going, oh my God, oh my God. And so how do you handle that in this pandemic? Like, whoa, take your six feet. Like, but do you find anybody? (laughs) I do this finger thing now. Like they start walking towards me or they're looking at me. I go, "Mm -mm." oh, shut up. Yeah, I do. I do it all the time. Mm -mm -mm. The wagging finger. Yeah, it's a wagging finger. Six feet. And uh, six feet. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Well, can you tell when a man's coming up to approach you? Yeah, no, men will make eye contact like, uh, and I go, Mm-mm. and then the masks make it so freaky for me. I, that's why I told you masks freak me out. Now, let me say this, because I'm telling you, even earlier, you have to understand, it's weird. Dating during COVID has gotten so weird, right? Because everyone has on their masks. And like, so if you're in Target or grocery store or whatever, and you're making eye contact, like, let's say a guy, a guy sees me and, he, and like, you know, my mask is always falling down, sometimes intentionally, if I think the guy might be cute. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, my mask just fell. Look at me real quick before the grocery store employee comes over and yells at me hurry oh okay cool now you go oh you're just gonna keep staring at me oh you know i can tell you're staring even though you have a mask on like it's really weird bizarre you don't know if they're smiling they're angry you don't know anything like i'm literally like looking at people like you know i see you staring at me right like the mask isn't covering your eyes like you're two feet away from me like yeah it's so bizarre. Dating, dating during and, COVID. You yeah. know, the few dates I've been on, you know, I've really been paying attention and I've been really careful about my health and especially with what's happened with my mother. Like I really put dating on hold and I'm kind of quarantining, you know, like I take periods of time where I was going out and going to the outdoor restaurants and yeah. bars and wanting to be around people right now. And I'm kind of like back to self-quarantine, Candice, yes. like girl. staying in my clean little box that I clean all day and eating my healthy food and I doing my yoga. About your healthy box, because I mean that could mean two things, but healthy <laughs> box, my, both boxes are both healthy. Boxes. I keep my pH balance. Earlier, she said, you know, in my man cave, I've got pictures of my career, and she said, you know, I said, yeah, those are life achievements. I mean, we were talking about when people want to blow your candle out, right? Mm, so dim your light. When I said to her, you hang those pictures and you pound those nails really heavy because it's your accomplishments. They can't, yes. you know what I mean? And you get to do that now in your place. Isn't I'm that so good? excited. You don't even understand. And like, I, all I have up right now is one movie poster. And it, it's like, you know, this morning I was staring at it and it, I've never had it hung, like, mm. you know, in my home with my ex. And I always, I, I I'm why? looking at Jillian's wall, everyone. And it's like all her hot bikinis <laughs> and her magazines <laughs> and the all her appearances are up on the wall. And I'm like, 
I'm doing this. I finally yes. decided to do this. Yes. And none of my exes, they always wanted my stuff just in a in box. box. In, in a, a closet. Box. In the closet. Yeah. And- I told you when my son was born, I had all my pictures in the office and the ex, I came home from Good Day LA one day and he was putting them in a big box and I was like, Hater. I, I was like, it seems to me that you're enjoying this. <laughs> Hater. But they could say, it's, they did say, you know, well, what is that? Your narcissist wall. And I said, every woman I know that's achieved in this business from, you know, even Carmen Electra, her house, beautiful pictures up her stairway. It doesn't have to be, you could put them wherever you want. It's your They business. put their sports trophies up. They damn their diplomas. Sure do. All yeah. of that crap. Yeah. And then we start to put something up and it's like, aren't you full of yourself? Don't you want me to be? Yeah. You're a hater, dude. <laughs> I'm so tired of dating men that, that are jealous haters. of me. Oh, God. I need the kind of guy you told me I needed. Yeah. I want a, I want a Mr. Big. I'm just a boss yes. man that is not trying to compete with me, be prettier than me, be funnier but than me. But he's got to be better than Big in the sense that he's... I like those, Big. Yeah, but he's got those fucking issues. 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 They all do, baby. I know, but his... <laughs> Afraid of that commitment. But you're going to find that. Trust me, I'm older. I've been around longer than you. I've seen the men out there. I feel like... And I'm telling you, you have my personality. And if I could go back in time, I would say to myself, Candace Jillian... Jillian Candace, get that man who's got that gig where he looks like a dork, but he's handsome and he's got that focus and it's not the creative. He's not in the creative, right? But he understands it and he uplifts you. That's what you need, right? Don't go with the fucking directors. Like I had so many directors ask me out. I am in love with the man you just described. Like I'm getting a tingling between my legs. Oh, where's that thing I threw out? You need that? I don't need it. Listen, <laughs> oh, oh God, I got my energy. Well, your energy is amazeballs. I'm, I don't even. I told Liz, I have to. This woman, I have to have on the show. I wanted to have you on because of your energy, your light. You drew me to you, and so few people do that in this town. That I said to Liz, I really want her on, and of course, you're in one of my favorite movies. So, Candace, <laughs> and you're a, you really give great advice. Yes, and you're a very grounded young woman that's going to be big, huge. So I'm taking people, you with me. I will. Yes. Honey, I'm here. Now, if people want to reach you, where can they do so? On Instagram? Yeah, the Candace Smith. The Candace Smith. You can check her out. Go and IMDB her. Just write Candace Smith. You're on CandaceSmith.com, right? Yeah, CandaceSmith.com. And my podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher. Love by Candace. Love oh, by Candace. Yeah. She gives great love advice. I've learned so much just from your information and your wisdom and all of the insight that you've given about relationships and even about auditioning. That blew me away that you said you... The preparedness. That's Howard Stern. Even though he knows Billy Joel, he'll sit for fucking five hours and study and Elton John. Me, I just go and fucking wing it, wing it, wing it, wing it. Get jobs handed, 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 handed. And when that happens, you get comfortable and you don't know how to audition or prepare or get ready and really, like you said, be a fucking animal when you walk through that door. You're an animal. All right, well, we're going to end the podcast on that. And I love you, Candace Smith. I love you Thank so, you for coming. so much. You're Thank you for having me. Best. You're I super, love you, and you, I am here for you. You're a fucking Let's superstar. Let's fucking Seriously. rock it Let's out. Do it. <laughs> All right, more episodes of Ask Jillian at jillianbarbary.com slash askjillianpodcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we wish you the best. Have a great day. Thanks, Candace. <laughs>